What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? I am Clay with Block Bites, and welcome to the Block Bites Daily Show. We got a ton going on today. We got a ton to talk about. It's decision time for Bitcoin. We got Kava Chain on fire. We're going to break down the opportunities, the risks, what you need to know. CZ speaks. If you missed the Binance AMA, we got you covered. A lot of cool stuff came out. A judge just stuck it to the SEC, moving the Voyager deal forward. We got a, a hell of a show for you. Let's get it going. Let's start the show. Hey, that was up? titillating. What an intro, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, this is me actively raising my standing desk because, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it brings the energy. It brings the energy. You're giving me the creeps, bro. You, Yo, you me, see this guy, a big me. shout out to the great Fapsby over here who said, I don't make money. I make babies. I'm so <laughs> relating to that right now. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Clay. Go ahead. No, I, Lord knows you do. Uh, that's, <laughs> this guy can't stop, dude. I uh, I'm I'm 35. I've waited on that boat because uh, I figured can't go know, back. Can't go back. Can't can't put him back in. Uh, to, you know, to that end, my friend, congratulations, Austin, on uh, a new baby boy Thanks, in, in addition to the family. I don't know if we already did. We already do that. We expand. Did we talk about that? We might have. We didn't. Well, that's why I was out though. Is uh, gotcha. Yeah, having a babe. Good number four. Good reason to be out, my friend. Uh, Corval, I see that you're headed across the plains. Are you on the uh, the Oregon Trail, avoiding in, avoiding uh, death by snake? So this is a uh, Westworld, I think. Uh, that's <laughs> what the picture said, but they look kind of just like normal cowboys to me. I don't know. And looks like Kevin Costner back there behind you, bro. Oh, Kevin Costner. Kevin <laughs> Costner. Did you uh, did you guys play Oregon Trail growing up at all? Hell yeah, yes. I did. Of course, always, I wasn't focusing in class. Always civilization. Always get bit by the snakes, bro. It's a great game, man. bastards. Uh, well, guys, we got a ton to a ton to cover today. A lot of a lot of great stuff going on. A lot of cool updates. Uh, we're gonna get into Bitcoin. It is decision time, or at least it seems to be pending pretty soon here. Um, Bitcoin open, dog. Let's get in there. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's jump in. Uh, if you're watching this, hit the like button. You know, let people know the show's going on, guys. Like, we want this to become the biggest daily show in the world for crypto. Uh, so we can continue to grow the audience and we appreciate you. So thank you very much. Subscribe to the channel, like, boom, let's get into it. All right. Uh, so let's do a little, a little market overview and then we're going to have a, uh, a little philosophical discussion as to where we think this is headed. Uh, sea of red. That's what we're looking like. Unless you're bone then bone seems to be catching a bid. So, uh, <laughs> That's uh, that's top one hundred. And, and speaking of bones you. catching a bid, thanks, John Doe. I appreciate the, the well wishes <laughs> over there. Yeah, um, Congrats. You know, I guess we're gonna obviously we're gonna talk about Bitcoin and and where it's headed. But for me, if we are headed down, I'm going to use that as an opportunity, as an accumulator, to pick up some of my favorite tokens, hopefully cheaper, and and maybe the last time that we get an opportunity to do something like that. Because as I've said many times on this show, I believe that the bottom is in. Uh, and that is where I'm going to continue to maintain my stance. And we're going to give some reasons as to why. Uh, and we'll have a, a little philosophical debate about it. So that's the top 100. Let's look at the top 500. Is it any different? Eh, Dear God. Not too much. My God. Not too much. A lot of red. 
a lot of red out there. So, um, okay, so let's uh, let's let's jump in. So, uh, I was looking at this tweet, and Austin, I'm gonna let you expand a bit on this, but I will read it with my very, you know, you know, in, in class, I was I always hated to be the guy called on for public readings. Like I just wasn't good at it, and I'm still not. But I'll read it anyway. Perfect. Uh, B BTC massive bid depth on the Binance futures pair combined with quite uh, with quite the ramp in open interest, and that basically means that people are taking leverage. Uh, keep in mind that walls can be deceptive where they can be pulled at any moment. Feels like a big move is coming regardless of direction. And that's kind of the point of the show today, at least for this section, is that there's yeah. something coming. Uh, there's a move coming one way or another. And so, Austin. A move's coming. Do me a favor. Control plus that or you match. I can't actually make I the... I've, I have control you know, plus my right life. Click on it. All right. It's all good. So, I mean, a, a, a bid chart, yeah, a, a bid go. depth chart, like it's relatively self-explanatory you see those really thick yellow yep. lines right there a, a bid is a buy and ask is a sell right and so it's essentially reading are we looking at binance here mm -hmm. okay so it, it looks like it's reading it's reading the uh the buys that are sitting in binance and that big yellow one and there's a couple of them but the big 21. yellow ones at what 21 9 am i right 9 27 27 or 26 50 yeah yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So these are, I mean, these are just below our current range. And now giant buy walls are actually generally considered to be bearish for the most part because they're used as a manipulation tool. So what happens is somebody goes ahead and he puts in a giant buy wall. People see it and they go, oh shit, this guy's wanting to buy, you know, $100 million in Bitcoin. They start driving the price up. And the purpose of that is for somebody to sell an exit right now. I'm not saying that's the case here. It could just be that they are setting the bottom to this, this huge range that we're in. Um, and that wouldn't be a bad, a bad buy level, you know, to be perfectly honest, but um, you know, it could go either way. So when Dan, if you can go back to his tweet real quick, when Dan says, you know, we're expecting a big move uh, either yep. way, you know, that's what I would assume he's talking about. And let me just, regardless of direction regardless of direction exactly and i'm pulling up you know if you i don't know if do you have a chart in front of you there clay uh just go ahead and do yours I've, I've got a different one and i'm not trying to screw with it okay no no problemo let me just pull this up here real quick and share so let me throw that up so uh i'll have to make this bigger because holy shit it's hard to see okay uh i see the bands are and we're looking at the hourly. They're not pinched like they were pinched back here, but they're certainly not huge. Can you expand Two, it a little further? Four. Yeah. I mean, so I, I I don't know that we're ready for an imminent move, but it definitely like it definitely looks as though somebody's trying to set a bottom at the bottom of this range. So uh, we'll see what happens, man. Uh, I I have no opinion either way, to be perfectly frank. Okay. Uh, could anything could happen? Anything could happen. Um, yeah, and that's you know obviously that's the point, right? But like we, we try to step in and and have somewhat of an opinion, and and look like there I, I think there is a a worst case scenario at least you know it, it's short term, right? If your if your time horizon is long enough, Austin says it all the time, then it's kind of uh you know these these month long moves or however long they last two weeks a week, it doesn't really matter as much. Uh, but there is a scenario that. We do complete that head and shoulders pattern that Austin has brought up many times. And Austin, you could probably pull up a different chart and show it. But, uh, you know, effectively, this is something that I just threw together. And, and from what, like on a zoomed out perspective, right? So looking at the daily chart, 
um, you know, really Bitcoin's in an ascending broad wedge. So we've been moving up, you know, since when was uh, when was this back in November? I mean, we're going way back. Right. Uh, so ascending broad wedge. Uh, but you can see and what's in yellow here is that we've got like a, a potentially a new falling wedge uh, and we're going to kind of hit, you know, hit this this point of uh, of the, the downtrend here and, and then potentially start moving down. And the bottom would be about 18.5 and then you would expect a breakout. And I think that's probably when things could go back to, you know, 20 retest to 25,000 and then go up from there. Uh, you know, Austin, I don't know how you feel about that scenario, but, you know, to me, it seems like it's it's. It seems pretty like it seems very, very feasible that this could happen. Could uh, I'm looking at so I'm going to kick mine up here real quick. I'm looking at something a little bit different. Uh, and here, let me clean this chart up because it's ugly and freaking hard to read with all these things on it. Um, so I am looking at do So I, I also see a, a descending wedge, but a, a different one in every spot. Yeah, a different one than you're looking at. Uh, and there's a little bit of a, you see, we're bouncing off of it nicely. There's a small level of confluence here, mm -hmm. which it does appear that we're breaking, uh, but with very, very strong support down here. Mm -hmm. I So here, here's, here's what I think is going to happen. I think we're going to break down just to reclaim it. Uh, and now this is, a, this is a bullish pattern, right? A descending wedge is yep. almost always a bullish pattern. Now, however, should yours be accurate and that's completely not out of the question uh we're looking at you know so we've got left five. shoulder head and then right shoulder somewhere in here oh, wait right, which go back to your yeah go, go ahead that's okay uh so my my feeling is you know if we do end up back down in this 18.5 range uh somebody mentioned on yesterday's show that's the golden pocket the 0.618 fibonacci retracement level which is generally considered to be very very relevant um and and that would be a massive reversal pattern so like actually going back down to 18.5 and holding is one of the most i would say bullish things uh we could probably have happen the other bullish thing uh would just be simply to break 25.5 retest and shoot up to 28 and see how we react to the 28 thirty thousand dollar level yeah. but, I, but I it. think that either way you know, that golden pocket is like, like, I, I believe the, the next bull run is upon us. It has started. Uh, and that golden pocket would be, uh, the start to, to legitimately large moves in Bitcoin, uh, throughout 2023, even macro aside, that's, that's where I, that's where I stand. And as you said, Austin, uh, there is a confluence, you know, you can see it here in the white line and we have broken below it. Um, and so, you know, if, if that continues down, then, you know, and there's a bunch of levels of support throughout this. So to say that we'd make it all the way back down to 18.5, um, not necessarily, you know, it's certainly not a guarantee, but have a contingency plan. Like I have, you know, I have stable sitting around because I want to, if, if, if I see phantom back in like 26, 28, 31, I'm, I'm going to pound the buy button because I, uh, I want to hold a long-term bag of phantom. So um, that's what I see. It seems somewhat similar to what you see, Austin, uh, and guys, you know, we could always be wrong, but uh, that's that's what we're seeing right now. So, so Austin, that big red Bitcoin dump we saw, I remember you said that that was like one guy selling a bunch of Bitcoin and then it triggered a bunch of um, triggered a bunch of stops and, yeah, and triggered a bunch of stops. Yeah. So it like cascaded down. Right. Mm -hmm. So 
keeping that in mind and looking at these charts kind of what i'm reminded of is like how much uh crypto is kind of like a game of poker a really long extended game of poker right because is the thesis that like we're waiting essentially for someone to hit a price level where someone just market buys like a fuckload of bitcoin and then triggers no a bunch of i don't think we see anything that resembles a bull market um until something major in the macro shifts and mm -hmm. so I don't know that a Fed actual pivot, like I think we're a long way from a pivot personally, um, but I don't think a Fed pivot is necessarily going to be enough to run it. I, I think maybe an end to the war would be a strong enough narrative. Now, the wild card is China. Yeah. The wild card is China. Like what I, I think people don't quite understand is that we might see an uptick in inflation uh, in the United States this next CPI print due to the fact that, you know, we know employment is just through the roof right now. Mm. Um, however, the opening of the supply chains and the liquidity that China is pumping out there, uh, you know, that that would obviously increase their inflation, but it, it could lower our inflation with the opening of the supply chains. And that's really, really important. If the cost of goods goes down, then the price of goods will go down along with it. Right. That's something to keep in mind. So that's kind of a wild card that I don't think anyone's really taking into consideration. Yeah. And to, I, to Michael Wooten, if you yeah, his I, comment, I was, I was about to yeah, address that comment yeah. as well. If we see if we see an inverted head and shoulders, right? That's a, a bottoming signal. If we see a break above the neckline and a retest, we could pretty much be assured that the bottom is is in barring any black swan event. I still think we crab for a long time. Uh, maybe not a long time, but I think we have, you know, crabbing going on uh for at least a while right yeah, i don't think I, anyone's going i guess to... i should revise my statement from the bull run has started to we're seeing positive price appreciation on bitcoin yeah, the, the bottom market. is in i think Correct. is what you meant to say right and i and i do believe the bottom is in personally yes and so i mean you know look like let's let's talk about all the shit that we already know uh bank of america ceo predicts slight u.s recession this year warns interest rates will fall in 2024 like like all these things like eventually they're going to start getting priced in like we we know this like P jerome Powell spoke yesterday about you know more aggressive higher um all of those things are are obviously on the table um i thought this was i don't know why it's so zoomed because you guys made me zoom more than i'd like to zoom you like it um quit blaming others for your life problems clive just take it take responsibility yeah 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 take the L, bro. Hold <laughs> uh did you guys see that uh and this has been on a bunch of headlines but that um there was like a, a billion dollars of the Bitcoin transferred from the U.S. government into Coinbase, um, which people were saying could trigger a selling event. Very, very unlikely. See, when the government seizes these, like, do, what do you think they do? Do you think they go sell it on market? No, they right. auction that shit off. Yep. They auction it to somebody who's willing to buy it. Like that's Tim Draper bought a shit ton of, of Bitcoin back at like 500 bucks a pop or something like that that was seized from, I think, Silk Road. I want to say so silly narratives yeah yeah i think it's much more likely that they do an over-the-counter deal like austin's saying yeah exactly let's uh let's let's uh let's let's exit the permeable um perspective and say so ted talks macro who i i very much like his opinions and i like i like the stuff he puts out he does he, does, he spends a lot of time clearly doing the research uh and he says cleveland fed is expecting headline us cpi inflation to print at 5.4 percent year over year next tuesday down from 6.4 percent last month listen if we start to see like this affects everything this affects the feds uh the feds decision on march 21st this affects uh the, you know the the dixie it affects bitcoin price like 
if these things start to actually, you know, turn out this way, then we could be in for, you know, a, a pretty decent 2023. So it's not off the table. So I'm not like, I, I, I hate taking one side or the other as like a permable that, that, you know, Bitcoin is, is, uh, it's just not going to be a good year. I think it could completely be a good year depending on what happens next. You know, what scares me about that though, is that is a hell of a drop in mm -hmm. expectations. What, what gives me a little bit of hope though, is we missed expectations last print, but we yep. still went down and that yep. was enough to signal, uh, to yep. the market. You yep. know? So, uh, all right. One more thing. So this is, you know, just on the same, a similar line of the Bitcoin price moves we were talking about. So Dixie reversing, it did slightly today. Yields reversing. I don't know if I agree with that per se. Uh, US, uh, USD liquidity is up slightly, plenty of shorts aping in at support. So plenty of reasons that there could be a bounce. Uh, and if there isn't, then it's a big sign of weakness. So basically saying, you know, the, the scenario that we talked through of, of going down, it's, it's very much on the table. Uh, and then something I found interesting that really is not technical or it's more fundamental than anything. Uh, BTC social dominance may be a sign of the market rebounding. And, you know, if you remember the, you know, the way that things go, if you look at 2021, 2022, when Bitcoin is, is all the rage and it's on MSNBC and all the, you know, all these, uh, people that don't generally talk about it unless things are going well are talking about it. When you go to Google and you search, you know, Bitcoin's like one of the most searched things uh, on the planet when that starts to happen. And so this is an article that came out that basically uh, said that according to sentiment, which I'm assuming measures sentiment, Bitcoin's BTC social dominance is increasing uh, is a sign of the market rebounding. Uh, Bitcoin's social dominance at its highest level, highest level since September of 2022. So take that for what you will. But, you know, it's, it, uh, you know, when people start to get interested again, that you, know, you, have, you have to follow things like Google Trends, social dominance and all that stuff. So, um well, they yeah. may be they may be putting that as a bearish indicator, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, it's generally accepted that markets bottom on apathy; they don't bottom on interest, right? And so, you know, the actual bottom that's currently in, which I believe was back in November after the FTX debacle, was one of the highest volume days that Coinbase ever had. That's not apathy. Yep. Apathy is a, a drab little crab for six months where nobody's buying it and everyone goes and gets their McDonald's job back. Read the headline, Holmes. Uh, it may be a sign of the market rebounding, right? BTC social dominance going up may be a sign of the market rebounding. My point is I'm taking the counter to that, which is that the dominance going up may actually be bad for the market. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. Like this is saying just that people are talking about Bitcoin, right? Like what if they're, saying like how do i sell my bitcoin well it could be that too it like could be that will, too just because it's like appearing in the social trends doesn't necessarily mean it's positive it not, could not the yeah. way the headline reads but uh i'll take you well, i mean i could write any headline i want in the world dude <laughs> so let me right. let me share a screen with you guys real quick i just yep. you know there's a lot of technical uh reasons out there uh to be at least moderately bullish and here's one this dude, he's he's a smaller account, and he's probably one of he's one of the best traders that I follow. And he has this this two month S and P chart, and he says at the end of the day, anything can happen. You choose how you want to be positioned for what's to come. I truly hope every single one of you makes a ton of money. He's one of the traders I follow that believes we are on the verge of a breakout. And so you've got to like really kind of look at this chart to understand what you're looking at here. Um, but we've got you know he he makes the argument here that when, where the hell are we? When this black line crosses under the blue line and he circled every single time it happened, 
right? We basically go mildly parabolic. And that just happened again. Uh, so who the hell knows uh, if that's something that's coming again? I, I don't discredit the fact that we're in a, uh, you know, we're in a recessionary market. Uh, I, I also feel like it's like pulling back on a rubber band and the day I, will come. I agree. I agree. Uh, another Michael Wooten comment, incoming recession equals bull run. How does that up? How does that add up? Um, I would I would argue that recessions are a lagging indicator that you know we, we fall into a recession based on all the all the events that have happened over the last six months put us there. Whereas the equities markets which are publicly traded 252 days a year. If it's Bitcoin, it's 365 days a year. They're the best forward-looking mechanism for economic growth and earnings, meaning that they will recover based on previous events faster than what a, you know, faster than we'll exit a recession, even for in one. And so I think that you have to look past just the term recession and put it in context to what the market will actually, how the market could actually respond. Well, and remember, if we do go into a true recession, it very likely means that inflation is under control. Correct. We can we can take that. Inflation is the one they have a trouble they have trouble taming. If we get into a recession, fire up the printer. We yank out of a recession. We can. That's the tools they have. Print money, tighten, tighten the economy, right? And obviously quantitative tightening. But uh, so if, you know, from my perspective, I would see lower inflation hitting a recession as being a more positive thing. And and again, China's the wild card. Asia is the wild card here when it comes to crypto. So yep. important to talk about. Well, we appreciate the the comments, Michael. I, honestly, there's, this is exactly why we do the show, my friend. To uh, to have good banter about what you are thinking. Uh, yeah. If you're like, if you're if you're liking, if you're watching the channel, hit the like button for us. Uh, we appreciate it. Let's get into uh, Kava. You want to? I think I think this is a this is an interesting thing because Kava is is in a lot of ways you know catching fire. If you want to if you want to look at it from you know a small perspective of like the, the total market. But it's mm -hmm. done really, really well. Um, and usually things that spark stuff like that are developer incentive programs. Uh, and, you know, Austin, do you want to do you want to take this one as to like what you think about this? Yeah, let's kick over to it. So let me let me take the screen for a sec. I want to just uh, kick over to DeFi I got, Llama. I got all that, by the way. Well, it's all good. Let me let me just run with it here. Give all me a right. sec. Let's go back. Man tells me to run the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. My wife gets mad at me for the same shit. All right. So, uh, so check this out, man. In the last 24 hours, we had a 40, 46% jump in the TVL on Kava, uh, which is fairly significant. Now I do want to point out back here, Kava is not like a brand new chain, right? It's been around for a while. There has been fairly significant TVL for a while. There seemed to be a lot of, I would say dead projects on Kava, but there are a few very, very not dead projects uh, on Kava. One of them is Mare Finance, which is a lending protocol. If you guys know uh, Son or Sun Finance, S-O-N-N-E Finance over on uh, Optimism, that's Atakin from Intro to DeFi. Awesome dude. This is one of his as well. There's one launching tonight called Equilibre, which is a solidly fork deploying on Kava. Uh, I think it's going to be really, really good. The usual suspects are over there. You know, uh, I think Anchor, I think, I know Liquid Driver's over there because I'm, I'm planning on farming that. But, 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 I want to make a small warning uh, with you guys. I do think Kava is the place to be, at least in the, in the short term. Uh, if these developer incentives really do kick off in the way that 
they're hoping that it does. Uh, but some of these tokens have been going nuts. Like Mare went up something uh, yesterday. It went up from 13 cents to, I think it peaked at, yeah, 60, right? So shit's going a little bit crazy. Vara went from, let's see, just yesterday, 57 cents all the way up to $2. Now, Vara is an interesting one. So that's going to be the token for Equilibre. But here's the thing. There's only something like, let me see if I can get it right here. So there's 105,000 Vara in this pool. And those are the only tokens on the market right now. And when emissions turn on, which is at 7 p.m. Eastern tonight, they're going to emit 1.8 million tokens over the next seven days which means that 105,000 VARA is going to get diluted like 12 or 13 X. So don't buy this. This is a bad buy right now. Uh, let, let this guy come back down. Let, let it find a bottom when people start selling uh, because there's just a lot of like, there's just a lot of craze going on. And if you look at the, if you look at the hot pairs up top, you're going to see a ton of like meme coins being launched. These are people that are just trying to ride the wave and, and make it low liquidity so, shit coins. Exactly. Exactly. But, but listen, there's, there's a, a solid lending platform. There's going to be a solid DEX, which is Equilibre, I believe. And I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity there. So like when I bridge over, it's going to be the liquid driver USDC pool that I'm going to be farming. When I bridge over, I'm going to leave some assets there uh, because there's going to be opportunities uh, to make money, I think, over the next few months, assuming they don't screw the pooch on the incentive program. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. I think it's a, it's a good story. Thanks, man. You're a mensch. Uh, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a uh, so this this so a couple couple quick things, and then I think we want to get into a more philosophical discussion about, uh, about you know why you should pay attention to things like this. So uh, basically... Uh, Kava is a layer one blockchain. It's built on the Cosmos SVK, SDK, excuse me. Uh, it is Ethereum virtual machine compatible. Um, and you can see that it is climbing in TVL compared to the top, I guess it would be 15, uh, soon to pass, uh, the, the always wonderful and somehow still like top 12 market cap Solana, uh, who is just down for 48 hours. And I don't see why people no, no one was really talking about that, but, uh, it seems to be a big deal. Um, and there should be a big deal, but you can see uh, how much the TVL has increased as of late. Uh, if we go over and look at stable coins and we go to Cabo, you can see there's a 30, 32% increase in stable coin inflow. Probably take advantage of the, the opportunities that we're trying to convey to you guys right now. Uh, and it's, you know, it's one of those things that, as you all know, you know, layer ones come up and they do things like incentive programs and capital rotation happens and there are farming opportunities. So even if, if Regardless of, of, of whether you want to classify us in a recession or in a bear market or whatever, there are always opportunities to do interesting things in the space to potentially make some money uh, if you know how to play it. And so you can see that in the last day, clearly a certain amount of money uh, to the tune of, I don't know what just happened. Whoop, there we go. To the tune of uh, $34.2 million came in or $34.5 million came in yesterday. Uh, and so clearly... Um, there are things brewing here and there's, you know, there's a bunch of different ways that you can go find the yield opportunities using, using tools like DeFi Llama. Uh, I don't see Equilibre on here because I'm assuming Austin, they haven't launched yet. It's on there. Oh, if you go to the Kava chain. Yeah, it's, gotcha, but it's not on still. the yield section yet is my point. So I'll give you guys a little bit of, um, like my own personal strategies with this. And if you want to get on Kava, you're obviously going to need some gas and that's Kava. You can go to elk.finance. You can buy a small amount of their elk token 
and you can bridge that over. Bungie does not currently have Kava integrated, unfortunately. The easiest way to get funds what is, over... What is Bungie? Bungie is... You don't know what it is? I know what it is, but... You can't oh, oh you're, you're playing that guy. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Bungie is a bridge aggregator uh, that also has a little toggle you can put on if the, you, you need gas on your destination chain. It's dope. Good, good, good tool to use. Awesome. It's awesome. My so favorite. what I've found, trying to go from Phantom was difficult. Liquid Driver worked. Uh, but going stables, the easiest way that I found, like if you're holding on Phantom, was to go from Phantom to BSC. It costs you like 20 cents to bridge stables. And then BSC over to Kava was, was very easy for me to do. So just an extra hop. I say you make a video on it. This kid don't understand. I have four kids. What, what are you trying to do to me, Clay? What do you think? You so uh, another, so here's my strategy. Here's, here's my strategy. Um, excitement has the ability to move markets, especially when it's low market cap shit coins. Don't get married. Get in there. There's a lot of money to be made. You know, if you, if you find a winner, awesome. Don't marry it. Uh, date for a little while. You got to surf the wave, you know? Yeah. There's going to be opportunities. Don't buy something that's already ran a hundred percent. Like you're going to get dumped on. Don't yep. do that. Don't. Uh, yeah. But if there's a solid fundamental play over on Kava that hasn't popped off yet, it probably will. Like money's yep. flowing. It needs to go somewhere. Yep. Corval. I mean, I don't really have anything to add to that. I mean, I think Austin's pretty much covered it like that. You don't want to, you, you got to be wary of kind of the sentiment that goes around. Like you don't want to be the one following a trend generally because you, then you're going to be someone's uh, exit liquidity. Yeah, you'll be the exit liquidity, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't, don't go to the gentleman's club and, and fall in love with the workers because she don't love you dog. Yeah. So, uh it's kind of know. ties to our previous segment kind of like why i was kind of uh hesitant about that that headline is because uh one of well, a really smart trader i knew who primarily did equities what he always told me was like you got to keep in mind that like markets may not be whether or not you believe the efficient market hypothesis you're playing against a lot of really smart people who are also reading these headlines so if everyone sees the same thing and they have the same belief then you're actually going to make money taking the opposite side usually or learning how to play that excitement. And it's kind of the same here. Um, probably even more important here because of these low liquidity environments. The, the good play just, you know, I mean. I was going to say, did I, you lay out the strategy? Because I, I, Did I miss it? My, my personal, like Liquid Driver is one of my core bags, right? Okay. And that's because I'm in constant contact with Dr. Liquid. Yeah, and, and because they're also now on nine chains. They're on a shitload of chains. And now they've kind of become like the golden child for new solidly forks because they have a big community. So new solidly fork opens up, they offer them a little VE allocation. And now I know Liquid Driver has close to a 6% allocation of the current amount of votes in Equilibre. So that LQDR USDC pool is going to get pumped. Like it's going to have a high APR for a little while, right? So farm that token. And you know, if you're if you're holding a token that you farmed. No harm, no foul, right? You've still got your core bags. If you hold it, it goes down. Okay, no biggie. Uh, but don't buy the top is my point, you know? And if, if you're a stable farmer, which a lot of people are right now, there's probably going to be some really great stable yields as well. Yep. I, I would also say go join go join their <clears throat> Discord. Go read the docs. Go, go check in on their audits. This is not financial advice. Do your own research. Uh, and make sure that, you know, you feel comfortable with what's going on over there before you you make any decisions. But nevertheless, the, the point is, Obviously, liquidity is is moving to Kava, and there's there's serious opportunities even in a crap market mm -hmm. 
right now. And so, you know, do that what you will. With with Mayor Finance, let me just can we just kick this up? Let me just share screen with you real quick. So, uh, for anyone watching, there for anyone that's a stable farmer, you probably already know what looping is. Uh, but if you do not know what, whoops, thanks, buddy. Sorry about that. If you do not know what a looping strategy is, uh, it's essentially where you deposit a stable coin and then you borrow the exact same stable coin and then you redeposit it and borrow it until you just bring it down to your very tightest LTV. And that only works when you have a reward APR that's higher than your borrow APY, right? And, and in this case, you do with USDT, USDC, DAI, especially with Kava. But because you're borrowing and depositing the exact same asset, there's no liquidation risk there. Even if it depegs, it's all depegging together. So it doesn't really matter. The only time you could really kind of screw yourself is if you deposited, like, let's say, die and you borrowed, let's say, USDT and die depegged. <laughs> right. Exactly. Then then you've got a potential liquidation event. Um, but you can get like like if you were to loop these back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, you can really get yourself up to like a high APY, like 30, 40 maybe even plus percent. So that's why you're going to start seeing some money also flowing into the lending. If anyone recalls Geist, you know, may they rest in peace. They're still around, but uh, that was insane. There was like a billion, $2 billion that came over. We were all thinking it was Justin Sun or somebody, but he was just looping the living shit out of USDC and USDT. Yeah. You know? All right. All right. So, uh, you know, there's your daily dose of alpha for potential things that are going on in market. Again, always do your own research, protect yourself take profits, be smart, and uh, and hopefully we can all make it. So uh, today, there was a very interesting AMA that happened at about 7 a.m. Eastern time. I just happened to be in the gym, and so I listened to it, and it was CZ. Uh, what? Are you the do you sit do you take gym selfies and put them on Facebook? Yeah, yeah. I'm in the I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just bathroom. I'm just trolling you. <laughs> I'm in the bathroom shirtless taking gym I'm selfies. Just, <laughs> <laughs> they, wouldn't, they wouldn't be flattering enough to get any likes, so it wouldn't really matter. I'm uh, just kidding, no, you buddy. That's on Block Bites Premium to know to get Clay's gym selfies. It's a it's a Gabriel Haynes Clay Kilgo joint venture. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Everybody yeah. go ahead. That wouldn't be that'd be bad for the block rights brand, I believe. But uh, but so I listened to it and I just wanted to throw out some of the updates that, that he gave, because anytime CZ speaks, uh, it's usually, you know, it's he's very intelligent. And, and I like to hear the perspective, particularly as of yesterday, we covered all of the <laughs> only bites. Uh, we covered <laughs> all of the uh, all of the uh, Binance FUD or a lot of the Binance FUD that's going on and the SEC and, and yada, yada, yada. So uh, a lot of things were covered in this hour long AMA. We're going to recap some of it for you here. Uh, so effectively, I think we all know that no new BUSD from Paxos is going to be issued. Uh, and we don't need to fully go down why that is the case, but that is the case. Um, and so, or so, so, Binance, so CZ was like, we're going to start looking at alternatives. Uh, and non-fiat-backed stablecoins are going to take over in the next 10 years. And so it will not be fiat-backed stablecoins for all the problems that fiat already has. And we talk about that stuff all the time. Um, and so I was like, wow, that's interesting. Uh, and so he actually he went on to say they're working with more algo stable coins. And, and this was a quote. Doquan had the right idea, just bad execution, working with multiple algo, algo stable coins to develop a variable long term model that were fit for Binance, um, which is pretty interesting because I think that pe most people wrote off that algos were a complete failure and they're never going to work. Uh, and it seems like CZ has a perspective that the model was bad and that there is a way to make them work. So that was one piece. 
Any well, feedback there? Real quick. The, yeah, yeah, that's even more interesting because in the proposed stablecoin legislation, which, you know, if you guys yeah. recall, fiat-backed yeah. one-to-one, audited every 30 days, ban on algo stables for two years, and CZ just went like that yeah. and said, we're going to go, we're going to go build our own. Y'all can suck it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure that won't be uh, getting him any further in the good graces of, uh, of US regulators, but uh, he also addressed that, which I'll get to in a second. Uh, but the other one that I found was very interesting. So inflation hedge stablecoin. So all fiat is devaluing rapidly. Uh, there are advanced ways to trade on inflation bond curves and stablecoins. Uh, stablecoin pegged to the inflation rate where the value goes up over time uh, is another mechanism of which they're looking at uh, for a potential release from Binance. You know, who knows when or, or down the road. But that was another one I thought was super interesting. And I watched a, an MSNBC interview with Ray Dalio, who probably you know a lot of folks have heard of or, or you know. Uh, and he said an inflation-linked coin is probably the future of crypto uh, and stated that he does not like stable coins as they're linked to fiat central banks, which I think we all probably agree, uh, which print money in excess. Uh, and basically that an inflation-based stable coin um, you know, could be the future for this space. And so I found it pretty interesting that Ray, oh, I didn't pull that on screen. Whoops. So there's the article and uh and there's there's good old Ray, but you know, it's just interesting that like someone who is really really tied into like macroeconomics and he's actually at least a proponent of Bitcoin uh in a big way also thinks that this could be a viable path forward. So I thought that was pretty fascinating from CZ. Um not enough that I know about it to even like be dangerous, I would say, but I do know that, you know, Corval, you mentioned that that Frax had had uh, also been exploring this route as a, uh, a potential for uh, a inflation based stablecoin. Yeah, John Steps brought it up here too. I was looking at the chart uh, here. If you want to pull it up too, it seems to be quite not so stable. Um, but uh, it, <laughs> I mean, it follows idea. inflation, so it's not supposed to be. So, like, if inflation is like it actually well, references it. Not even uh, stable with inflation. I mean, look at the oh, chart. Really? You'll you'll see what I mean. Um, gotcha. the FPI is the, is the name, but, um, yeah, it is interesting that, uh, it's an interesting idea. Um, I'd be curious to see like how it's implemented more in depth. I have to look to see like how they're actually tracking it to, to inflation because the CPI figures are kind of notoriously hard to get accurate. Yeah. Um, even like the officially published ones are not like great. Yeah. Um, Question for you, Corval. So, to mm -hmm. be clear, on an inflation-based stablecoin, this is a stablecoin that appreciates in value based on the current inflation rate of the United States. Is that right? That's what it seems is that the like, country yeah. we're going with. So, if that we're is, at six and a half percent, it's appreciating at six and a half percent over is, the course of the year. That is FPI. Yeah. I mean, okay. I just, I just pulled up the article from Fracture right here. So, under under current circumstances, FPI users would benefit from utilizing stable asset. That matches inflation, thus protecting purchasing power. For example, if inflation held at eight and a half percent until April twenty twenty three, the token would be valued at a dollar point zero eight five. Mm -hmm. uh, however, it's known that the world governments calculate um, CPI based on changeable basket of goods. As such, CPI figures today have been manipulated, and it's uh, to underestimate the actual inflation figure. So, I think to Corval's point, like this is a, this is a tough, it's a tough thing to like actually. A track and peg to like be yeah. super efficient. Yeah, and, and this I definitely think, does sound like a security. And that's that right. second the paragraph right below it brings up I think even like the most painful point, which is like how do you where is that value coming from? Like how are mm -hmm. you going to generate the value necessary to make up the difference? Yep. Uh, with inflation, right? Like you can't just say that this is worth like a 
like 60% more or whatever. It's Ponzi uh, at that point. Yeah. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, the, so we'll, we'll, we'll brush through the, uh, the couple other things that, that CZ said. And then I think we, then I want to talk about CZ. Uh, so bullish events in <laughs> CZ's on, mind. Uh, not that we're not already talking about them, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, so bullish events in CZ's mind. Hong Kong turns positive to crypto. We talked about this on Across the That's Chains huge. two episodes ago. If you don't watch Across the Chains, you missing out. Friday's at noon. Go check it out. Uh, and basically, Hong Kong turned positive on crypto, allowing retail traders to open up for registration. This is extremely bullish. Those are her, mm-hmm. his words, not mine. Uh, Japan is very <clears throat> positive for crypto registration now. Uh, in 2017, and I, did, I didn't verify this, and so I don't know if anybody in the comments wants to like call out this fact or fiction, but... Uh, I was I was in crypto in 2017, but I don't know if this is in 2017 top 10 exchanges in the world. Five of them were Japanese. Now, none are now none are in the top 50. I I can I can mildly verify that with you. So there was a very large exchange over in Japan that was hacked. I want to say in 2018. And do you remember the token XEM or NEM? It was the same one. They got hacked for like a shitload of that token and it spooked the crap out of Tokyo. And in fact, Japan was so friendly to crypto at that time that when Shanghai kicked Binance out, they moved to Tokyo and then they moved to Malta, Mm. right? They, they split because then the government got spooked and they're like, wait a minute, I don't know if we want to be a part of this. Cause like I lived in Japan as a kid and I could tell you almost more important than anything else in Japan is looking good. Saving face is the way that they would call it. They have, Mm -hmm. they boast something like a 95% solve rate on murders. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because this. <laughs> if they can't solve it, like if they in 24 hours, they go, this is unsolvable. It doesn't exist. It's yeah. gone. They're pretty wow. big on the forced it... confessions too, right? Where it's yeah, like, you, said you did it. So you're going to say you did it too. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're going down the wrong road here. Uh, but I thought, I thought it'd be because they, they had to say faces. They had to tell the truth. Like, oh yeah, I, I know what happened there. Like we can't. The no. bigger story is Hong Kong now. Yeah. The bigger story is Hong Kong because Hong Kong, from what I understand, is a te- is a testing ground. And this I learned this from Arthur Hayes. He was on banter uh, a couple weeks back talking about this. He said, look, Hong Kong is a testing ground for for Shanghai. Right. They do shit in Hong Kong that they can't implement in China to see like how it goes. But but this is China giving a nod to crypto right. in a small way. It's huge. It's huge. Huge. It's a huge deal. But. Not so fast, and here's why. Uh, the uh, Binance uh, just re- uh, acquired a license entity in Japan to open an exchange. Apparently, that's not been announced yet. So there's uh, there's more to the story. So there was a lot of cool stuff in the AMA. The final two things: legal. Uh, we, we we had an episode yesterday talking about the FUD. Uh, all, CZ. All of this FUD is just more momentum for Binance. Uh, Binance has the monetary backing to survive black swan events. Uh, FUD is temporary. We don't care about FUD. We are focused on compliance and product development. Um, I believe them. I believe them too. Um, and so, yeah, you know. last thing, Binance Pay. <clears throat> partnership uh, Partnership is closed. It's called Binance Pay. It's coming. I don't, know, I don't know what it is, but allows people in many different places to buy crypto through Binance using a normal merchant, not going through banks. So... What's uh, a normal merchant not going through banks? They got to go through a bank at some point. Uh, no? uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like what? What? Like maybe like an app that, uh, like I'm the not... corner store, like the. Corner but there's still a bank. A like, POS. Well, that could be bring cash into you know. Yeah. Google. 
Well, that's that's uh, he said it's a it's a new product and it's gonna be really so. Point is, there's a shit ton going on at Binance, uh, and CZ, in my opinion, is the man. Like I I, I love what he does for the space, and uh, and I tend to believe yeah. the things that he says. So that any any good. feedback to everything I just said? It was a lot. Uh, CZ's a strong PR guy. I think I think it makes perfect sense that you would do like a big a bunch of big announcements as many as you can. Uh, right after this huge wave of FUD, because then mm -hmm. you know everyone's eyes are already on you, so then you can kind of shift the narrative a little bit. Um, and I mean, yeah. we've already seen kind of like some stuff from the legal side already shifting kind of in Binance's favor with the Voyager acquisition and all that. I think regardless, never leave any money on a centralized exchange. Bottom line, mm -hmm. yep. like if if you're, it, we'd all be collateral damage from Binance going down, but it wouldn't be our money disappearing. It would just be a dip in prices while we figured shit out you know yep mm -hmm. um absolutely and that's a good segue Corval, to uh to the final topic of the day for the daily show uh if you're watching this to the 40 of you out there hit the like button for us and and tell your friends we want to get this this number this live number count up to 100 we want 100 people watching live uh bring three friends let's do that yo so we're gonna start doing some giveaways on here and i would really love to hear from anyone that's watching what you would like us to give away yeah, uh, if it, now it can't be like physical merchandise is difficult because we're going to mail it to you. But like, let yep. us know what you yep. want. We'll we'll get it for you. Yeah. Hit us in the comments. What do you what do you what do you want? It's like uh, the scene from the notebook. Tell me what we you will want. whore ourselves out for views right now. <laughs> let's let's dude, get the live up. up to 100 people. That's the goal. guys. <laughs> let's do it by the end of April. 100 people. And so, yeah, anyway, so let's uh, let's get into the last topic. I think it's a fairly quick one, but. Uh, it is important, uh, and it's important for, in my in my opinion, two reasons. So judge approves Voyager to sell assets to Binance in a $1.3 million deal, rejecting the, objection, the objections of the SEC. Uh, I think there's a comment underneath that that I thought was kind of funny. Uh, we're, we're not looking forward to whatever Gary Gensler's retaliation is going to be. It's actually not funny, <laughs> but it's kind of funny. Uh, and so, um, you know, so, uh, feed picks. Yeah. Here's, the, here's an interesting like uh, nitpick here, I guess. So that I mean, it's funny, but an interesting turn in this little story, though, is that the it was the SEC staff, not um, the commissioners, that said that Binance is an unregistered security exchange in that mm -hmm. lawsuit. That was their objection, but um, that was just the staff's opinion. It's not like actual enforcement action or anything, unless the commissioners agree. So. Maybe Gensler was maybe Gensler's playing 40 chess over here, and that's why he didn't co-sign and uh, make it a big deal. Do you but have that quote, quote though? Where's uh, quote? Yeah, yeah, I have it here in front of me. If you want me to read it, do it, bro. Oh yeah. Uh, so let's see who did this the best. Uh, so judge slamming the SEC. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. Customers option to cash out after three months, but will not segregate customer data. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. That's from the judge. We can start the litigation today so that you have to prove your agency's position. Are you seriously telling me that you haven't provided any clarity and want me to deny this plan because it might be something you think is something? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I love that. that. Nobody's come forward with evidence to litigate whether or not anything in the current plan is actually illegal. For anybody to suggest what I ordered by law to carry out, be denied without evidence, is not going to happen. That is just it's it's amazing. Amazing. Yep. And so let me just let me just kind of like recap on the Voyager thing. So 3.5 million customers 
were affected, effect, you know, effectively affected. But 100,000 creditors exist, uh, 1.3 billion in crypto assets on the platform. Um, and basically, the, or there's, there's more than that in total, some of it in cash and other things. But there's, there's 1.8 billion in claims. And if this goes down the sale, then effectively they estimate that that customers will be able to or, or creditors will be able to recover 73% of that 1.3 billion. That's a pretty good ending considering the situations that we've seen uh, where I don't think FTX creditors are getting you know anything. Probably we'll see how it yeah. goes, but, well, but it's, it's a good ending. An interesting happens. thing about like how that's all married together with the FTX thing too is that seventy three percent is contingent on FTX being unable to claw back from Voyager uh, a significant portion of their funds. So <laughs> it kind of depends. It's like a F if you're F if you got screwed on FTX and Voyager, it might just be a wash. <laughs> but yeah. if you got screwed on one, you might be screwed by the other as well. Well, we're gonna go with the optimistic route and say that people are gonna get at least seventy three percent of their cash back. We'll see how. We'll see how it turns so. out. But like for me, man, like the conversation, I think that we need to keep in perspective. Uh, Judge Will Judge Willis was unpersuaded, saying the agency failed to present any evidence and should not have waited until the last minute to raise a concrete concern. Uh, and so basically, we talk all the time about how the SEC is, is, you know, after this industry, there's a war in crypto. We had, you know, we had Ellie Terrett from Fox Business come on and talk about her dealings in Washington and all the folks that she kind of, you know, is on the ground with, like, you know, going through all the issues that we talk about all the time, you know, specific to the SEC, right, and, and their war path. Uh, but there's there's other mechanisms in place. Like, judges make decisions. Like, the SEC does not have, I mean, obviously, they can create a massive amount of collateral damage, but this gives me hope. That there are people, you know, there are the judicial system has the power to also wrangle in the SEC plus Congress having its hearing tomorrow, by the way, um, to to discuss the sort of just uh, enforcement that the SEC has uh, has been trying to rule with. So to me, that's a it, it just gives me some hope, man. I don't know how you guys feel, but that's to me, that's a piece of the story here. You so real quick, uh, tomorrow, 2 p.m., is the actual hearing and being that i would imagine most of our friends on here would like to watch it there's the link for you i just put into the chat cool um if you want a little bit more hopium there on crypto versus sec there was another story about the bitcoin etf um judges are pretty upset with the sec with how they're presenting their arguments as well so oh, to your point uh systems of checks and balances might actually be working out this time mm -hmm. yep it's it is why we have it my friends uh to mr got plenty a 15 minute q a or consultation i don't know i don't know what i can consult or we can consult you on but as far as the q a goes uh maybe we start this next week or we've been talking about it for a while after this daily show hopping on twitter going to the block bites twitter spaces just doing a live spaces corval drink some coffee so he wakes up some and we'll just have a chat. If there's stuff on your mind, we'll chat about it. If there's industry things going on, we'll chat about it. If we don't know, we'll pull it up and we'll look at it, research, talk about it, and uh, have a little bit keep of Keep it loose. Community. Yeah, keep it loose. Um, so maybe that would also be fun. Oh, yeah. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, that's uh, that's all we got for today, guys. Thanks for uh, tuning in to Daily Show. If you're watching this, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. Again, tell your friends about the show. We want to get the word out there. I want to see 100 people watching live by the end of April. That is the goal. Clay will send you feet pics straight up. That's right. Straight man. up. That's, That's the right. giveaway. 
Mm -hmm. That's the giveaway. So, uh, again, thanks for tuning in. Looking forward to uh, doing it again tomorrow. Same time, same place, noon Eastern. We'll catch you then. Mikey, take us home. Adios.